Hi, I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today, we are sharing our guest appearance on a podcast with a great sustainable mission. It is called The Attainable Podcast, and it's hosted by Amy Powell, a fellow millennial and one of our dedicated listeners. Amy focuses on sustainable living and inspires us to break bad habits to help our planet. She is passionate about helping others adopt a more responsible lifestyle, and in our conversation, we discuss our shared eco-friendly life hacks that you can apply to your life today. Together, we are passionate about inspiring you to live consciously, and living sustainably is a natural component of a conscious minimalist lifestyle. By living with intention and owning what we use and value, we essentially become less wasteful and reduce our carbon footprint. This lifestyle inspires us to be kind to ourselves and to the environment. We hope that our discussion will encourage you to use your resources today in a mindful way to help the planet today and for generations to come. Let's learn to break bad habits together and start reducing our unnecessary waste. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> hey, welcome to the Attainable Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, really thank excited. you for having us. It's so, so great to have you both, and thank you for joining us. And you two have been such a big inspiration for me as I've started my business journey and podcast journey. You've given me some great advice along the way, so I'm so excited to be speaking with you both and to discover how the minimal and sustainable worlds collide. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, it's great to hear that, so thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you both now live minimalist lifestyles, which is all about living with less. Lauren, you have always lived simply, and Kelly, you are a minimalist adopter. Yes. So I want to start at the beginning. How did you two meet? And Kelly, when did you start to get curious about living more simply? Absolutely. So we actually ended up meeting because I was looking for an apartment in the city and Lauren is in real estate and she was showing me the apartment and Lauren actually has a funny story about that. But uh, we, we met and we're like, oh, we should be friends. <laughs> it was kind of one of those Yeah, we're things. like instant friends. She asked me on a girl date. She's like, do you want to go for a drink? <laughs> I'm like, I get asked out more by girls than I do guys. <laughs> I was like, sure, here's my number. <laughs> yeah, so that's how we met. And and so, yeah, what, what happened is, like, over the years, I realized how simple Lauren's life is in terms of, like, she lives very simply and she's very intentional with her time and I noticed these things about her and for me, and this has been spring of last year, I realized that I had a lot of stuff and Lauren was the one that made me realize I had a lot of excess in my life and starting with the physical things, but also mental clutter. And from there, I realized that this excess was actually keeping me away from my goals, goals that I really wanted to accomplish and also keeping me away from living by my values. And one of those values being living sustainably. And I, I quickly learned that even just by, by being more intentional with the things that you own and the things that you use, you ultimately adopt a more uh, sustainable lifestyle by just being more conscious of everything around you. It's true. It's true. And, and Lauren, how has your minimalist journey evolved over time, over the course of your life? Since I realized I was a minimalist? <laughs> yes, um, yes. I never knew I was like, like you said, like I've kind of always lived this way. And once I saw the documentary on minimalism, I was like, wow, like this is defined. I never knew there was even a definition for it. But how it's evolved, I felt like once 
it was defined and I understood it, I kind of want to explore it more and learn about it and the other areas of it as opposed to just my physical belongings. And one of those things is yeah. the sustainability aspect. I know that that's huge for you. Yeah, it's huge. I felt like the more I educated myself on it, like I did start to watch documentaries like on fast fashion and um, on climate change and just like the food system and that it, it made me really happy that the way I was living was so sustainable because I never really looked at it from that standpoint. And then it made me want to explore environmentalism so much deeper. So that was one of the biggest advantages from it. I know. You're so good with your garbage levels now. I am so amazing with it. It's amazing. Like, like I have a little bathroom-sized garbage can, in, and that's the only garbage can I have in my place, and I barely take it out. Like, I'm so good with recycling now and composting or just not – just reusing glass containers or not having – even recycling I'm trying to get down on because that still causes emissions and – Yes. But – it's, yeah, sometimes it's funny because I'm like, where do I throw things out? And then I was like, oh. Yeah, it's I like, don't bring garbage to Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I see, and it sounds like you also see that, that there are a lot of similarities between just living more sustainably and, and clutter in our lives, both physically and emotionally. And as soon as we let those things go, we don't necessarily miss them. Mm -hmm. We we feel that there is a more fullness to our lives with, with less. And was there a, a time or a moment where you really realized, you know, kind of that aha moment or maybe even when you learned of minimalism and really saw that how that defined how you were living, but then there was all these connections around simplicity in your career, simplicity in your social life and, you know, where you're putting your time and how you're thinking about products that you use or things you bring into your life and how you're recycling them or letting them go or not letting them go because they are good products. But did you, where, when was that moment where you really felt like, Oh wow, there's a, there's so much more, there's such a more fullness to this lifestyle. Honestly, it's by eliminating the excess in all areas of your life, yeah. you begin to adopt this great awareness of, everything how you spend your time and money how you treat others how you treat yourself and then that falls into how you treat the environment right and so there's all every single aspect so then you become hyper aware of what's in your household products what's in the shampoo you, you put on your body and you know absorbs into your skin so you start thinking about waste you start thinking about the chemicals in your environment every little thing because you realize that with minimalism it helps you realize that you can design your ideal life and it also makes you hyper aware of every aspect of your life so that you can then focus on living again by your values. And, you know, if, if, if I want to live forever, if I want to live a long time and if I want to, you know, be healthy and if there's an opportunity to be healthier and more conscious then I, and also, and to be, to live in a way that, is mindful of the future as well. And I know, especially for millennials, we're super passionate about being aware of our carbon footprint because we care about the climate, we care about the environment, so. And I feel like with minimalism, like I never had all of these physical possessions. I was so specific about, you know, what was around me. But then once I acknowledged the lifestyle, I 
put it into so many different areas. Like all of a sudden, you know, instead of having so many clients at work, like why not have less clients, but be more thorough with them and do a better job with them. And even if you're not making as much money, just be better with your money and spend less and need less. And, you know, in so many different areas, like with clothing and and even like sometimes like Lauren's like, Hey, I'm like, I'm not going to eat meat this day, you know? And I, I know that I know that our meat production has the greatest negative impact on our environment and climate. And so sometimes I'm like, Hey, like let's do a meatless Monday for me. I I'm trying, I don't, are you a vegan or, or, or a vegetarian at all? Amy? Just recently, I, I just recently committed to eating way less meat. If not, it's more about, the meat is the special thing if I do want it or if I'm specifically craving a steak or in an environment where it, you know, the, the food has been really prepared well and it's, it's good quality, right. but I'm trying to eat more vegetable forward yeah. diet. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the so last important. month. Yeah. And it's so funny because you can tell, I'll tell my parents that and they're like, what do you, what do you mean you're helping the environment? And I'm like, cause they don't understand the connection. Right. Um, yes. So there's that piece that, I think that brands especially, we really need to focus on not just talking about how sustainable and ethical their brands are, but also talking about the negative impacts of, of you know, purchasing products that are not sustainable um, and that do hurt in the environment. It's true. And, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm curious just talking about carbon footprint and your impact and what would you say right now is your impact and how, you know, maybe in the last six months, has that changed or, you yeah. know, as you're kind of learning and discovering maybe not only about products or, you know, if it's winter and you're not able to take the train or, you know, walk as much because it's so cold outside, those types of things, how does your impact fluctuate and how has it changed over, you know, the course of a year or even six months? I think outside of the whole uh, seasonal aspect, because uh, I think that the changes that I've made aren't aren't specifically seasonal, but I started with my closet, and from there I realized that I had a, quite a few fast fashion items. So I have eliminated that from my wardrobe. I still own a few, I admit, and it's not because I bought them recently. It's because I bought them a while ago before I adopted this lifestyle, and. You know, so I've really changed my wardrobe. Um, and then you think about, wow, okay, so outside of my wardrobe, there's the household, household items, right? One thing that I loved were water bottles, which is awful. Plastic water bottles. This is before I adopted this lifestyle. And then I finally, you know, in the first few weeks, I I, I purchased, uh, actually, thanks to Lauren. Uh, no, actually, Lauren got me a re- reusable coffee mug. Mm. Uh, but I, I purchased a reusable water bottle. And I've been using it ever since. And I have replaced all my chemical sprays in the house with green cleaning sprays, which is huge. And one thing that I'm still working on is trying to replace my plastic baggies that I use for snacks and things like that. I know you recently interviewed Laura Nash with the Zero Waste Podcast. Oh, I love her. I was just going to mention her. We absolutely love her. And I know she has another method for packaging things in like kind of cloth. Uh, and so I think I'm going to focus on that. But another thing that I did is I replaced all my plastic containers, uh, with glass ones and I've actively been reading labels. So especially when it comes to my food products, there are so many BPAs in foods, including wrappers and cans. And I think Laura touched on this. 
And so it's something that I become hyper aware of. And then in terms of my everyday actions, and these are things that our listeners can start doing. You know, these are just small little actions, like reusable bags at the grocery store, buying items and not accepting the bags that they offer you. And I know we, when you when you speak about the winter months coming and maybe it's going to be more challenging to walk because it's freezing outside. Yeah. In those moments, like you can still you can still find ways to maybe carpool with somebody who's driving to work. Like there's all these different avenues that we can take. I think too those choices you are setting those intentions throughout your day and within your actions and finding ways that maybe you aren't you know that hundred percent sustainable. You can't walk, but you are going to do something else that is more sustainable than the other. The alternative, know. yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I, you know, and going back to your closet really quickly, I know you just shared your closet images of your, both of your closets on um, Instagram. Yes. And I was not shocked because I had a feeling it was going to be very minimal uh, worth of things. But, you know, all the items in there that I saw, it's those classic items that you can wear over and over, pair with each other. And that was so inspiring to see just how, you know, how transparent you are with how you're living and what's in your closet and it also is empowering that you know we don't need to have 50 things and a lot of the time we only wear 10 of those 50 mm-hmm. so why not just have the 10 yeah anywhere? exactly exactly yeah. side so, note uh my boyfriend he he probably wears one tenth of his what closet, he has yeah. in his closet and today he says oh i need more space i'm thinking mm-mm you do not need more space. And I reminded him. He goes, oh, yeah, right. Sorry, I, I wasn't thinking. Like, he's thinking, I need more storage space. Do you know who you're talking to? Exactly. <laughs> it was funny. So um, I need to declutter his closet with him again. But again, that goes back to the, it goes to the idea of this lifestyle is, is a challenge and it requires constant maintenance. And I love that because it's a learning curve. And I feel like we are also learning with our listeners, which is a beautiful thing, especially we get so many direct messages on Instagram. We hear about the success stories, but then they also are asking us how to apply certain things to their lives. And, you know, sometimes I'm currently working on the same thing. So we're very transparent about that as well. That's awesome. And I think you, we, you know, have to be because it is not just this thing that's up on a pedestal, it's real. And it can apply to everyone if they want it to, and if they're curious about it and want to learn how, how to do it on their own. Yeah. So, and just being that transparent and really talking about what you're going through and the challenges and celebrating the triumphs is, that's the way that we can all support each other in this. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just learning how to do it. Like it's so trial and error and it makes you so hyper aware once you've seen it and you've tried to apply it, how much waste you do on a daily basis. Yeah, it actually saddens me to think about how much waste was involved in my life. We throw away, yeah, it's sad. accepting the plastic bag at the grocery store. And not thinking anything of it. Yeah, and then going to the next store and accepting that bag that comes with the item that we purchased and then going home and throwing that out and then drinking a water bottle that's in plastic and then making a coffee or buying a coffee the next morning in, in, you know, paper that is not recyclable. And then, yeah, so there's all these little things that we're doing that we're not realizing. (laughs) Right, and it has been part of our routine and 
it's around us all the time. And, you know, some, your coworker says, Hey, can I grab you a coffee? I'm going on a coffee run. And you just say, great coffee, but you, you know, thinking through what does the coffee come in? Do I have a reusable cup on my desk that I could give that person going on a coffee run? You know, those little things that just, that need to become more of our habit yes. instead of the norm. Very true. I feel like every company, every startup, cool startup should have their own little reusable coffee mugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, branding opportunity. Totally. <laughs> uh, and, you know, a lot of this, too, is leading by example. And, Kelly, I want to go back really quickly because I, ha- I have a feeling that Lauren was a really good, you know, leading by example and influencing you a bit to open your eyes to a different way of living. And is that is true? Was she, did, was she a good influence on you? And, and how did you develop your partnership as the Millennial Minimalists? And yeah. using your influence to help and talk about what you're doing so others can learn too. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I'm super grateful for. I'm grateful for Lauren, and I'm also grateful for the opportunity to inspire others now. In terms of her inspiring me to adopt this lifestyle, it changed my life in so many ways, sincerely. And I would say it's because I think a lot of us out here can relate to this idea of having too much stuff, whether physical or mental, and then realizing that once you can remove those things, you can actually choose what you do in your life and how you spend your time and what direction you're going in. And I think a lot of the time we can get lost. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity to live more authentically. I feel like I have now designed a lifestyle that that makes me happy, that fulfills me, and now I'm able to hop on this journey and, and bring people along on my journey and on our journey. And to hear the messages that we get from people is just super rewarding. And it makes me incredibly happy every day. Some of them bring me tears. <laughs> and at the same time, like I had no idea that I was originally inspired to adopt this life- lifestyle because I wanted to be more intentional with my every day. And as a result, not only do I feel more fulfilled, I am getting the opportunity to inspire other people to feel a sense of purpose. And we're also living more consciously, which at the end of the day is not only going to help us treat ourselves better, but also treat the environment better. True. Sorry to be so deep, but I get really excited about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, and you're the then you're the exactly perfect person to yeah. be <laughs> doing what you're doing. Yeah. And Lauren, when you mentioned you know just digging into climate change a bit more and, and researching and, and understanding and you know when I think about why I live sustainably, there are core drivers that influence my decisions, make me make decisions that I do give me guilt when I don't make them like I want to. And so, and for me, those core drivers is our planet and the health of our planet and my personal health as well. So I'm just curious what for in minimalism, and this is a question for both of you in minimalism, what are your core drivers that keep you going and and also influence you to go deeper within minimalism as a lifestyle. I would argue for Lauren before she speaks that it's her 
sense of being able to focus and build from there. Yeah, for sure. Like I kind of need that clean slate to be able to focus. I think some people can focus with chaos around them, whereas like I thrive in a very clean and simple environment. That's where my creativity is ignited. And, you know, I think some people do get into minimalism for the environmental aspects, but I also think that a lot of people want to get into minimalism to simplify their lives and to live more intentional lives, as we said before. And just by default, they are more environmental. Mm-hmm. The beauty about you, I find, is that she's able to kind of compartmentalize her day so that she gives everything her full focus. And... So that's the one piece about Lauren. But yeah. The biggest thing I've learned about you is that out of in this lifestyle, what you're most passionate about is being eco-friendly. That's been your passion. Yeah. You've replaced so many items with recyclable items. You barely have a garbage can. You you usually walk instead of taking Uber. You're very mindful of those things. So I would yeah. say it's more mindfulness for you. And like, you know, like you said, it's going to affect our health in the future. Like our grand, our kids, our grandkids. Our water supply is going to suffer. Our food system is going to suffer. Our soil, our air. There's so much going on. Like, who are we to destroy that for, like, the generations to come? And, you know, you can't just wake up every day and use two or three plastic water bottles and, like, throw out a plastic coffee mug. Like, there's got to be a point where you should educate yourself and recognize the destruction you're doing to, you know, your own planet. And I think we all need to take on that responsibility And, you know, as much as there needs to be a lot of governmental level implications put in on for companies, which you're what you're doing is amazing. It needs to be that but it needs to be on an individual level, too. So I think that's where my passion drives too. is just that what we're doing is not okay. And I don't know why so many people can walk around and just think that it's okay to live this way. And maybe it is just lack of education or awareness. But um like it the word needs to get out there for what needs to be done and the that we need to live more sustainable lives and is it just laziness that we don't want to go out there and make changes like we'd rather just burn fossil fuels and like grab a water bottle because it's easier like who cares if it gets buried so you know there's so many um is it laziness or is it because we just don't know about what's happening well i think to a degree people have to understand that yeah or is it ignorance? I think that's the word. I was yeah, it could for. be ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because people are like, "Oh, well, I'm living in the now. I'm not a part of the future." But that's just not being mindful of the future. So that's the beauty. But of we this are like we're, we are. We yeah, we are gonna have to like. I think our lifetime, we're gonna be around to see like the impact of what's mm-hmm. gonna happen if we don't make changes. Yeah. So the beauty of this lifestyle essentially is that the environment is a minimalist value. Yeah, it is. And living this lifestyle, you are environmental. You are. You are. In yeah. Every aspect like of I your said, life. by default, just like trying to live a simpler, more meaningful life yourself, just so you have more time on your hands and you don't have to worry about what outfit to wear or like always being worked and stressed. By default, you just end up owning less and buying less, and it's you better own for what the you environment. Need. You yeah. own what you need, and so you use what you need. And by using what you need, you're not being wasteful. Yeah. And that's the beauty. And I, I, I mean, I would suggest for listeners. If there's one thing you could do, it's just step back, think about your physical things, even in your home, just to start, or your closet. Figure out where you're being wasteful and how you can reduce your carbon footprint. 
the next day. It could just be one little simple thing. One thing, just when you're about to throw something in the garbage, look at it and be like, how can I make it so I don't create this garbage next time? That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. I mean, it sounds simple and it can be, but it's again, it's also yeah. a challenge. So It is in many ways. You have to stop yourself, right? Instead of just that, that natural habit of throwing something away, you have to stop yourself and focus and look and 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 be mindful about like you said you know what your actions are but once you start doing it it's so easy like i'll go to the grocery store now and just put like red peppers in my cart without the plastic bag and i'll bring my own bag to put the groceries in and i'll take my glass coffee mug if i'm going to get a coffee like it's just so like why wouldn't you do it it doesn't like once you've done it once or twice like it just it's a habit and you never think to not do that way and you can't believe that you've gone through thousands of plastic bags and how unnecessary that was you know what's so interesting is that it almost has a cool factor now yeah people stop me like oh i love your mug or oh you know it's almost like a it's almost trendy which is nice because hopefully it's one of those those movements that last and those like if there is a rare time where you don't have your coffee mug on you you have to use a plastic water bottle or that's okay or like you're like looking around you're like are people judging me like <laughs> i know yeah yourself a little bit right yeah i know because you are you're like it's you know you're walking around with your plastic bag i'm like hiding it <laughs> i think the most challenging part is like it's halloween right now and so the challenging part about that is people buy a lot of costumes and then they throw it away. A one-use costume, yeah. People don't realize you can actually sell and donate them yeah. and, yeah, or, or recycle them. Or closet that yeah. you can, you know. Yeah, exactly. Food. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yep. You, you were talking about uh, people, you know, changing or not not waking up to this now of, you know, climate change needing help and ignorance. And I really, I really think though that it, it's also acceptance and we want to be accepted in society and what has been the trend or the norm is, and what we're marketed are these things that it's cool to drink uh, smart water, you know, or it's cool to have the plastic bottle or the disposable. I, there's a um, Life magazine. This dis- in the 50s, a dispo- like the disposable era started, and it was cool to have those things. And we want to be accepted by our friends and our families and the people that we don't know in the store. We want to be accepted by everyone by as human nature. And I think that's really a driving force too. And Kelly, I love that you said, you know, that kind of the trend now, or could be, and if as it catches on, that it's cool to reuse and it's cool to think about your resources and not have single use at all or plastic at all. Yeah. And how do we make this the acceptable, trendy thing and, and where people aren't ignorant about what's happening? People are very awake and aware and they want to do their part. It's funny because the more modern we become, I think we're going more into the sustainable lifestyle. But the irony of it is that in the olden days, we were so sustainable. Like all milk came in glass jars and people grew food and went to farmer's markets and they had few clothing and they walked everywhere. And it was just like we're actually going back in time. It's not like we're really moving forward. We're kind of and we should look back on how we used to live. Even my dad was saying that you know, his parents and his grandparents virtually had no carbon footprint with the way they lived their life. Yeah. Yes. And cooking at home, right? This yeah. service delivery eruption, of, you know, that's happening right now. And not only 
you know, maybe the food is really good and the food is sustainable, but it's coming in all these single use bags and packages and that, that alone. Yeah. And a lot of companies now are giving you like even 10 or 15 cents off if you bring your own coffee mug or if you bring your own container, which is incredible to see. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually read a stat today, which I think will blow your mind. It was by Nielsen.com, which is a data analytics company. They found that nearly half of consumers would definitely change their consumption habits to reduce their impact on the environment. And of this group, millennials were the driving force behind this. 75% 75% of millennials will change their spending habits to reduce their impact on the environment, which is awesome to hear. 86% will pay more for products that contain environmentally friendly or clean ingredients. And 80% will choose products that are transparent about their social responsibility. And that was just like mind-blowing, great to hear. So. That's incredible. That's awesome. It just it, Yes, it reinforces everything we're talking about, that people are are interested you know, and they, they see that the need for yeah, it, which is so yeah. good, which is so good. And I hope that we can continue on this path. And we will with our effort. Thank you so much for sharing those numbers. Yeah, no, no problem. And motivating. Let's all go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It. Together. Honestly, that we, there is a synergy between what we all, we all do. You're focused on living sustainably. We're focused on living a mindful and intentional life. It all goes hand in hand does yeah I'm, I'm curious what is one you know we talk about our core values and what motivates us but in our current economy it, it can be difficult to you know quote unquote stay true to the lifestyle you want to live what has been a you know a time maybe just in the last week where you were faced with the decision and it was maybe the easier route would have been to go against your core values but you know, and how did you make that decision and what was the driving factor for, for that decision? I mean, I think just going for this time right now, Halloween, it's like, you know, you get, you get invited to different events and it's, they're, if they're theme parties, you got to buy different outfits and it's like buying all of this stuff that you know you're only going to wear once. Yeah. And then what do you do with it after? Like, are you going to sell it, donate it? Are you going to throw it out? And I think I kind of just took a step back and was like, you know, you should message people and see if there's something you can borrow or like just wear the same costume a few times or go back and see other costumes you've used in the past instead of just doing this one outfit. And then throwing it away? And then throwing it away. Are you going to sell or donate it? I haven't gotten my costume So it's interesting because I, I, today, for the first time, I would say since I adopted this lifestyle, I walked into a fast fashion shop. And I felt guilty. Yeah. And I was like, I do not want to be in here. I don't want to support it. And the reason I've why. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why I don't want to support it is not because if I buy an item, I'm going to throw it out because I wouldn't. I would just sell it. It's the act of buying an item and knowing that you're fueling a place yeah. like that. Like, for example, like Forever 21, they just shut down. And that was, I was thrilled to hear that. I think the majority of us were thrilled. Yeah. Hear that. I know. Woo, this is great. Like, a step in the right direction. But I mean, that was, they, they were bankrupt. But now uh, that we're in our 30s now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're shut down. Yeah, so we're focused mm-hmm. on high quality pieces. But it just, there was a level of guilt. And I'm happy that I felt that guilt. And I know that I would never shop at these stores for my wardrobe. But, 
for those, I think it's one of those challenging times where you're like, hey, like I need something quick for an event and I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. And I'm willing to buy this item, but at the same time, you feel guilty because you're like, I'm supporting fast fashion, which is not ethical and it's not sustainable. So there's always that gray area. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how I can find a solution to that situation. That's something we all struggle, especially with the costume related events that, you know, Halloween is definitely the big one, but they happen throughout the year. And it is things that, and those are great suggestions of, you know, I'm sure someone in our network has something we can use or, you know, but it is it's that little bit of extra time and that intention that is going to make you succeed. And the, and the beauty is like, just, just to be able to acknowledge that you felt weird or felt off to yeah. walk into that store. That's a good thing. Like yeah. that's a step in the right direction. Like even if you buy that $10 item, you can sell it or donate it. So, but just remember that that's not what you want to do for your wardrobe because they're not a step in the right direction for our environment. That's such a good point. You know, as soon as you feel that in your gut, it clearly it's become part of how you think and how you want to live and how you want to be. And that alone, that feeling is that intention of what you want to do. And as soon as you feel like you're going against the grain, then that's a good step in the right direction. Absolutely. So I'm sure our listeners are curious about what you guys are up to and any projects that we should know about and what's what's up and coming for you guys. So yeah, we're actually interviewing a new favorite sustainable brand of ours in the coming week. And we're also, it's really cool, there's a Canadian department store, national store. Uh, Everybody knows about it. We won't announce where, but you'll hear it on our podcast in uh, December. But they're running a holiday showcase in Toronto. Basically, they're taking over a mansion in Toronto and basically filling it with all of their cool product, which majority of their product is sustainable and ethically made. And so they have a podcast studio and we'll be recording live there. And we'll be talking about sustainable gift ideas and conscious gift giving as well as conscious uh, gift receiving as well. And decorating. I think decorating is so huge these days. Yeah. So huge. How to do Um, it resourcefully. Yeah. And where can our listeners find you? Either stream your podcast or uh, follow along your Yep, so we, we have Instagram, which is at Millennial Minimalist. And we're also on Facebook, the same handle. We're on Facebook. And we're on iTunes. Our podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, Spotify Google Play, Podbean, Sisters, Castbox, all of the one, all the big ones. So you'll be able to find us when you type in Millennial Minimalist, noting that Millennial has two N's. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes people forget mm-hmm. and they can't find us. I have been there before. Okay. I must admit. Okay. So, no problem. And we, for our final question, what is one action our listeners can take with them to be more sustainable or more minimal to help our planet in their daily lives today? I have so many. Okay, for me, I would say instead of shopping, like go through what you actually have, especially your clothes. And I would say get together a few really good outfits and try to stop buying clothes. And when you do buy something, buy less but spend more. Like put that money into paying the people properly, growing the material sustainably, and having items that last forever. Yeah, that last longer. They're not. You're not just gonna wear one season. You're gonna wear for like five or ten years. So that's my biggest thing. 
get a few good outfits and stop buying clothes all the time. You should only be buying two or three pieces a year at most, not something every week. There's this 30-30 rule. If you're going to spend over $30 on an item, you should get at least 30 wares out of it. Oh, I didn't know that. I love I it. I thought you were going to say spend 30 days thinking about it. Oh, you can do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably forget yeah. about it by yeah. then. What's I'll yours, Kelly? 30-30. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just those, again, as I said, like sit back, look around your apartment, see where you're being wasteful, and think about alternatives. And it's just a simple Google. It's so how simple. Can, how can I replace my garbage bags my plastic garbage bags with with recycle bags how can i stop buying cups that i throw away every day well get a reusable bag like things like that there's tiny little things and you know what there are sustainable options for everything there's actually this really cool new website that i found out about yesterday it's called buymeonce.com and it's by a lady named tara button Uh, and it's all about she curates sustainable brands Everything from kitchenware to furniture to pet stuff. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. It's like a one-stop shop, which I guess in, in similarly, like there's Amazon, but it doesn't really filter out. <laughs> yeah, no So, kidding. yeah, it's like a filtering option. So I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, that's great. And one thing, one plug I have to give too is a lot of the time we are at the store, we think about buying something and we immediately think about, okay, you know, go to Amazon to buy it or where am I going to buy it? But then we don't we forget about the things that we have already. And we forget that maybe we have an item that, that we are going planning to buy or that we can maybe make, you know, or kind of, you know, build out of something that we already have and not need to buy anything. And I think the minimalist lifestyle is so beautiful in that because you know exactly what you have. Absolutely. So true. You can appreciate it. Oh my gosh, I I can't. I'm looking in my storage closet and there's so much stuff I can't even see what's in there. And you you don't have that issue. Yeah. Yeah. It actually makes your life so much. Like you actually enjoy, like I never enjoyed shopping because I just felt it was overwhelming. And not only do I enjoy going to my apartment every day because I feel like it's very clean and fresh and airy because there's a lot of space. Even though it's a small, small space, it's a lot of space. When you go and you're shopping, you're in the environment, you're just like out in the city walking around, you realize like, whoa, like that ad does not affect me because you're intentional and you know what you need and you know what, yeah, you know what you need. So you go into a store and you're like, it's so much easier to shop because you don't yeah, need anything. Yeah, that's so true. It's that's amazing. Good. Yeah. It's a I mindset mean, yeah, switch. Yeah, the marketing doesn't affect you. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But the sustainable marketing does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was such a pleasure talking with both of you, and I hope to chat with you again soon and just follow along. I'm definitely going to tune in for your upcoming podcasts. They both sound awesome, and I know you have some other great things in the works, too, and just your the evolution and, and all of your influence and everything you're bringing, and, and I, yeah, I'm just excited to continue following your journey and, and working together to create yeah, change. Yeah, we're excited to be in this journey with you and we want to congratulate you on such an amazing podcast and you know that you're doing a great job and I'm so thankful for you to be out there and helping us push this movement forward so thank you yeah Yeah, yes again just inspirations to me and I'm here because of good inspiration from you and let's take it further let's create a ripple effect so awesome all right thanks again Thank you. Chat soon. Okay, cheers. Bye. 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 
again for listening. That was our conversation with Amy Powell, the host of the Attainable podcast. And you can learn more about Amy and her diverse episodes on sustainable living in our show notes. And if you haven't already, please kindly rate and review our podcast. Your reviews help us bring on more interesting guests, helps us grow, and keeps us motivated. Thanks again and speak soon.